Welcome to Brit David Podcast as Pastor Tim brings us a very special message today entitled, An Anchor for Your Soul, from Hebrews chapter 6, verses 19 through 20. Twenty-five or so years ago, a lady in our church was struggling and could not get beyond the death of her sister. As the holidays approached, she became more and more withdrawn. She needed her church family in a special kind of way. So, we hosted an honor and remembrance service for her and others like her. We have now hosted such a service every year since because we recognize that there are hurting people who just don't know if they can make it through the first Thanksgiving and Christmas without their loved one. These people need their church family and they need a word of hope from the Lord. If you are grieving the loss of a loved one, then know that this message is designed especially for you. Here's Pastor Tim. Hope you have your Bible today. If you do, take it, turn with me to Hebrews chapter number 6. This message today is primarily, not exclusively, but primarily designed for those of you who are our honor and remembrance guests today. For those who need a little extra help during these holiday seasons, something in God's Word that you can go to that will help you to get through each and every one of those days. But it's not exclusively for those, are they? Because it doesn't matter really what you're going through, the real hope that you need is always going to be found in Christ no matter what the issue is. Or the problem is, at the end of Hebrews chapter number 6, the writer makes mention of an anchor of our soul. When I think about those who are going through loss and grief and very difficult times, sometimes life itself is like I feel like the sanctuary is today. You're just in a big fog, you know? I mean, you just really don't know where you are. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're supposed to do. Sometimes you find yourself just wandering, floating, being tossed about by whatever wave it is that might come at that particular time. I want you to know today that there is something that can ground you to the Lord, ground you to life itself, that can ground you in your walk with Christ through those very difficult periods. In fact, I want you to look at these last two verses with me in Hebrews chapter number 6. Beginning of verse number 19, the Bible says, This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind the veil where the forerunner has entered for us, even Jesus, having become high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. You see, the anchor for your soul basically is hope, isn't it? I need hope that will help ground me in this situation that I find myself in. That will be my 
point of reference. So what is it specifically that he's talking about? What is the real help that you need during this holiday season? I think that there are four things that I should mention to you today out of these two verses. The first is this. I want you to see that the anchor for my soul is salvation. The anchor for my soul is salvation. You'll notice that he begins verse number 19 by saying, this hope, this hope. There is something specific. It's not a generalization. It's not hope the way that we tend to use the word as if it's a possibility or a preference. I hope it doesn't rain. I hope my team wins. I, I, hope, I hope my doctor's appointment will go well. We say those things as if they might happen. God uses this verse or this word to tell us something that will happen. It's just something that we're still looking forward to. It's just something that hasn't happened yet. So he says it is this hope. If you want to get an idea about what he means and what he's referring to by this hope, first of all, back it up one verse. Back it up to verse number 18. Back it up, Terry. Here we go. He, he finishes that verse by talking about you and talking about me. And he describes us this way, who have fled for refuge to lay hope of the hope that is set before us. If you find yourself in that wandering, floating fog of life, you're doing exactly what the writer says in verse number 18. You are fleeing somewhere for refuge. Now, everybody doesn't flee for refuge to the right places. Some people will turn to a bottle. Some will turn to some kind of pills. Some will turn to some other kind of relationship, whether it's a good kind of relationship or not. And they put their hope and they put their faith in those things to get them through this period of time. Here's the reality. Those things may dull the pain for a moment. But the source of the pain still remains. So what is the difference between any kind of self-help that I may find and the Lord? What, what, could, what could possibly be a difference? Everything that I may look to is temporal. Except for Jesus. My salvation is eternal. And so I'm placing my hope not in things that also are going to pass away. I'm placing my hope in something that will last forever and forever and forever like my salvation. Okay? So verse number 18 is not the first time that he mentions this. I want you to go all the way back up to the beginning of the section which begins in verse number 9. There, the writer changes his subject just a little bit, and you can see it because he uses the word but. But, beloved. So there's something new that he has to talk to us about, right? What's he say? But, beloved, 
We are confident of better things concerning you. Can I say this to you who are still grieving? Better things are coming. Better days are coming. While the wound is still fresh, you wonder, will I ever laugh again? Will will I ever have hope again? Will things ever get better for me? And the answer is yes. Yes. I'm certainly not going to stand here and tell you that time heals all wounds because it doesn't. Time is merely a marker. The longer that that marker goes, the more you wonder what God's really going to be able to do. He is not captured by time nor space. What He begins in you today, He will complete before the day of His return. He has started something in you in that grief process to let you know that it is a process and not a constant state. There are better things coming concerning you, he writes. Continue the verse. Beloved, we are confident of better things concerning you. Yes, things that accompany Salvation. The anchor for your soul is that. It's salvation. It's knowing that there is a point in time that you can look back to and say, at that moment, my life was transformed. At that moment, hopefully you can look back and say, the life of my loved one was transformed. That's the moment that they receive salvation. And then that becomes an anchor point for me too. Because I know now that we being made eternal beings, that my loved one, having known the Lord Jesus as Lord and as Savior, living a godly life, waiting for His return or for our going to Him is eternally whole, eternally right, eternally with the Father. And if my hope, if my salvation is then secure, I know that one of these days, in the same way that He says, I am confident That one of these days, not only will I see my loved one again, but that I will see the Lord face to face and know Him just as I myself am now known. Let me show you one more verse here. Go down to verse number 11. You see, he mentioned it one more time. He says, we desire that each one of you Each one of you show the same diligence, look at this last phrase, to the full assurance of hope until the end. Do you have assurance of hope? Do you have assurance today 
that you are His and that He is yours? Do you have assurance today that your salvation is settled and secure? That when, it, when the time for you comes to the same point of time and for your loved one, that you know, that you know that you know that your last breath here is your first breath there. To know that you walk right out of this life and into eternity with Him. To be absent from the body and yet to be present with the Lord. That's the kind of full assurance. That's the kind of hope. That's the kind of, uh, of, of what was his word, confidence that we might have. If salvation is that secure, if this hope is really what is the anchor for my soul, then no wonder people are flocking to it for refuge. You want things in your life to be better? Your first step is to receive Christ. To repent of your sins. To to trust Him. To believe in Him. That when Jesus died on the cross, that He died on the cross for you. To take away not only your sin, but to take away the punishment for that sin. So you never, ever, ever have to endure it. No wonder the writer says, this hope, salvation, this hope, we have as an anchor of the soul. But I want you to notice back in verse number 19 with me. He goes on to describe in two different ways what this anchor of the soul is really like. He says, this hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure. So I would tell you this. The anchor for your soul, the anchor for my soul, is salvation. But know this, the anchor for your soul is sure. It is sure. In the same way that he uses that word hope to describe something that will happen, that you are confident that will happen, but that just hasn't quite happened yet. This hope, this anchor, is just as sure. Can you imagine a big old ship dropping anchor in the middle of the ocean only to have that anchor not grab hold of anything at the bottom? To only grab sand? Why, when the storm comes, the ship will be moved. When the waves crash against the the bow of that boat, it feels like, at least, that it's about to tip over. But not so for the one who finds his anchor In a rock that is rock steady, rock sure, rock solid. Though the storms may still come, though the difficulties may still be there, though there will still be times of sadness and of grief, 
I will not be moved. I will not be moved. David wrote and said, I have never yet seen the righteous forsaken. You may feel like sometimes when you go through grief that God is a million miles away. I assure you that He is not. He is as close as a brother, the Bible says. He says that He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. What kind of God would leave you in the midst of tragedy? What kind of God would leave you in the midst of sorrow and of suffering? Why? It's when you know that you need Him the most. This anchor is as sure as your salvation is. This anchor is as sure as the very nature of Christ Himself. I want to mention this to you about this word, sure. It's a, it's a word that in Greek, it begins with the, what we would say the letter A. Now, that becomes important not because it's alphabetical or something. They would use an A the same way that we use the letters UN. If something is faithful... It means that it's reliable. You can count on it, right? But if something is unfaithful, you know that you can't count on that at all. They use the A the same way that we use that little prefix, un. So I tell you that to tell you this. The root word, the base word for sure, means To fail, to teeter like on a teeter-totter. It means to trip. It even means sometimes to be thrown down. But the A, the un at the front of it, means that it will not teeter. It will not fall. It will not fail. You'll not be thrown down. It's a word that has become firm, sure, safe, unshakable, certain, immovable. When you are that great big ship floating in the midst of foggy waters, don't you long to be unshakable? Don't you long to be certain when your life is riddled with questions? It can be. It's found in This hope. It's found as an anchor for your soul. It is the anchor itself that keeps you steady. It's the anchor that becomes the point of certainty. 
It is the anchor that makes you unshakable. It's the anchor which lets you know that you can ride out whatever storm that you might find. Pastor Tim invites you to join us tomorrow as he continues his message, An Anchor for Your Soul, from Hebrews chapter 6, verses 19 through 20. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is church office at BritDavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Brit David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David Podcast.